Well, he he's just Herb. He's not even Herb Meyer. <laughs> we're, we're live, by the way. But hey, look, it's it's the Thursday show, man. Big baby and friends. Well, I got Parlay P here with me already. Major parlays on the way. That Atlanta traffic, man. I tell you. But uh, you can't get through it. I mean, if you want to go uh, side to side, you're gonna hit it on 20. If you want to go north to south, you're gonna hit it on 75, 85. Then if you just want to try and go around it all, you're gonna get it at 285. You know. Yeah, I mean it's 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 awful. But um, you know, speaking of awful, my man Herb has had an awful week. He's having an awful season. He's having an awful NFL career, man. So let's just let's just burn his herb real quick. You know, let's just let's just spark up a little bit of herb right now. And I'm gonna let you start. Gosh, I mean that's such you know uh easy easy territory you could start anywhere okay well let's just start with i don't know the way that his last two situations have ended um you know he cited health reasons uh in florida and and wanting to be with his family and then the same thing kind of with ohio state even though he was under fire for that guy that he hired um that I think was like cheating on his wife or something like that. And was like abusing her. Yeah. Yeah. At Ohio state. And it was like a known thing. Like they were eating dinner together. He kept hiring them places, but it had been going on since he was at Utah or something like that. And so Utah or Florida, one of them, it, it, was, yeah. a, it was a multi-stop thing. Yeah. Cause he had hired him multiple times and like these things, this had been going on for that long. And so, you know, we can start there. Let's just start where, um, you know, let's let's do the iceberg theory on this thing. I mean, this thing goes deep before it comes to the surface. Um, you know, so then he's out at Ohio State. Then you know what? It's like, hey, Jackson's got the number one pick. This is a reputable coach that has won everywhere that he's went. Let's see what he can do in the NFL. Shad Khan's got billions upon billions to throw at whatever he wants. I mean, this is a guy clearly that doesn't care about his money because he's saying, you know what? I'm going to take on Vince McMahon in the wrestling industry. We're going to hire all the former wrestlers. We're going to basically be WCW 2.0, even though I think that they're having they're having a little bit of success. They're not having the WCW success yet. But no. point being, Chad's got money to throw. Let's hire Herb. All right? Herb gets in town. You know, everybody knows who they're drafting with the number one pick, the most obvious position. Cool. Then they make the selection, and then you get to OTAs. This guy is doing things that he knows the NFL doesn't approve of, gets the team fined 200 k gets himself fined 100 k for doing them. All this for an OTA that, that's a, like a weekend. You know what I mean? It's like a basically a week, at a week tops worth of work just to get the guys in. And then and your it just, terrible. It's not like it's going to make a difference. This, this right, practice will, right. will not make a and difference. Then, and then it just starts getting worse and worse. Then you know what? You say, fuck it. We want to sign Tebow. Even though he works for ESPN and does college stuff, even though he's a, a double A player for the Mets, let's bring in Tim because, you know, I just want to kick the tires on him. We live next door to each other. He's a favorite around these parts. You know, there's a lot of Florida ties right here at, in Jacksonville. They play here every year. They get plenty of great support against Georgia. I'm sure that there's going to be some people that will buy some jerseys, Mr. Khan. Let's sign him. Yeah, he let's give him a one-year, like $1.5 million contract. 
for a guy that's never that hasn't played football, we're going to throw him in at tight end. Uh, I think that the last time Tebow played, they did try him at tight end in New England or the Jets. I forgot which was last, but I think he turned it down. Yeah, well, the point is because it wasn't going to fucking work, he knew it too. And so then you sign Tebow, and you say he's got a legitimate chance of making the roster. You cut him after that fiasco in the first preseason game. You knew it was never going to work. And, you know, just when you thought the shenanigans were going to end, they just keep on rolling. This guy, Herb, goes in and he says during it, you know, we got a quarterback competition. Said Trevor Lawrence isn't. And I remember watching the Monday night uh, telecast when they played. It was week two, I think, of the preseason. They played the Saints. And Jameis Winston torched that ass with Marquez Callaway. And, you know, their telecast kept talking about how Urban is convinced that this is actually a competition when everybody knew to call bullshit, you know. You know the old card game, BS. Yeah. He's the guy that obviously is lying and everybody knows it. So it's so easy to call it because he's got a history of doing it. Yeah, yeah. Urban has three cards in his hand and he goes, I have three aces. (laughs) Three aces. To end the game, and it's just like, okay, yeah, all right. And then, you know, then they do announce who wins the, the quarterback competition by fucking trading Gardner Mitchell. But well, it was a good, Now, it was such a good competition to where he had to get rid of it because he was like, I don't even want this to be a distraction. It wasn't because he was never going to really be the starter and they just wanted to get something for him. No, this guy would be a distraction to the number one pick, and the most, the highest touted quarterback since Andrew Luck um, to come out of the draft, the biggest slam dunk since that. And, you know, we're just going to trade him. We think it's going to be best for him. He's going to have a chance to compete in Philly for a job. We get a six-round pick, conditional six-round pick for him. It'll be great, you know. And just when you thought that was going to end it, you know, they come out, they start getting their ass beat to kick off the season. No surprise there. Jackson, you know, Jacksonville has lost 19 straight games because yeah, they won the first game last year and then they lost 15 in a row. And now they've lost four. They've lost 19 games in a row. And Play for Miles Jack, man. Yeah. 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 And, you know, he came in with so much uncertainty for his career when he first got into the league just because uh, he had like he had a serious injury, I remember. But. Uh, and then there was a thought of, is he a linebacker or is he a running back? Because he was he was doing work at UCLA. Yeah, he was doing both at UCLA. Yeah, absolutely. But, okay, so now you, you start the season off getting your ass kicked. Now you come out, you play the Bengals, a team that is for three and one overrated. You play them, you're on the road, you're up 14 nothing to start the game. Great start. All right, maybe we can, you know, our division isn't impossible really to win it's probably the worst division in football actually it absolutely is the worst when division. you really look at it you know because to me the titans that is not a good football team they could be dangerous game. if they make the playoffs because they've got so much talent on the offense but in terms of totality that really isn't a good football team i mean they're not a good football team and then the colts hell we've seen what the colts are with carson wentz they're, they're just as fragile as he is and the texans we all know Another dumpster fire. So you're up 14 nothing at halftime. You got a chance to beat the Bengals. You're in Ohio. Herb's from Ohio. So you come out. He's big men on campus in Ohio. 
Yeah, exactly. So you come out and you get out scored 24 to 7 in the second. Okay, uh, we see the progress, coach. All right, finally something. And then the guys are headed to the, you know, to the to the tarmac to, to get on the flight. And, you know, somebody probably is asking, hey, man, where's uh where's Coach Meyer? No, 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 no. They say, hey, where, where, where the fuck is Herb? Yeah, you know, where, where, where the fuck is Herb? And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah. So he uh, he's staying. He wanted to, you know, spend time with his family. He didn't want to, even though he's got all this money, he didn't move them down to Jacksonville. They're here. They're up here. His wife's with the grandkids. He wants to spend time with the family. Everybody in that locker room that's been in the NFL knew that, that that's some shit that just doesn't happen. So, okay, whatever. We're going to go home. We'll lick these wounds by ourselves. I guess whatever he talked about in the locker room was the last we'll hear from him until Monday. Wrong. We're all on social media. Let's get on Barstool Sports on fucking Saturday night. Oh, my God. Is that coach with a, with a co-ed, you know, grinding on him, and he's got his hand, like, on her ass? Oh, baby! Is that, is that, is that, is that him taking a picture with a hot white co-ed? Is that him? Is that drinking his hand? Is he wearing an Ohio State pullover? Not even Jacksonville. Not even the rep, the, the team he's he's now coaching. Is, is, is Cheating that on a, your wife and your team. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, then that happens. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> God damn it, Herb. I mean, when are you going to learn, buddy? When, when, does, when does this thing stop? And and I just think that when you look at a guy like Urban Meyer, Herb, Herb, what? This is this is not college anymore. It's it's the profession. It's it's the NFL. It's the big you know, league, son. It, it it stands for not for long because your ass isn't going to be there for long. You're already not winning football. But to add on top of it all these shenanigans, and we're not even we're with now with it being a seventeen game schedule, you're barely you're just about a quarter way through, and all this has happened. It just took me fucking nine minutes to explain all that. So just just think about this though, because there's so many there's so many different things, so many different angles we can go with this, right? Here's the one thing. I'm not going to talk about his infidelity and like and chastise him for that because he's rich, he's famous, he's popular. I know men who have, who have cheated with less, okay? So like that I, I don't care about that. Um but when I, and I'm Shad Khan, right? And I'm like, "So, coach, you didn't fly back with the team." Now, maybe he was crunching film Friday at his at his at his at his house in in Ohio, because I'm sure there is a office there where he could do all the film study, right? Right. And because of I COVID, we, and because of COVID, we know that they could Zoom or Teams or whatever the coaches needed to do to actually meet and go over the film, right? He he may have very may have very well done that Friday uh, Friday afternoon Friday morning, but optics. People do care about those things, especially rich billionaire owners who pay you a lot of money to do the things that they can't do for their company. Five years. Like, right. Like Urban, you, you didn't take the flight back with the team. I mean, you could have taken my jet back up to Ohio tomorrow. Who cares? Right. You could have flew back with the team. And then once you guys got back and did what it is that you do, because I, I seriously doubt 
that when they get back, they don't talk about anything and everybody just gets in their car and goes home. Well, they probably break down. They probably like have the conversation in the locker room, fly back, and they're like, hey, it, you know, be back at whatever day. If you need film, you all you know who to talk to. They probably get they probably go to their position coaches or some shit like that, right? I'm just I'm just guessing here. And and yes, Eric, I, I see your little theory, and we're gonna get there. So then you're out. I don't care what you're doing out. You're spotted out. Dude, no, you should be crunching film. And if you're not crunching film, you should be in your house at home where nobody can see you. Or if well, you're going to go to your restaurant that you own, eat in your in a private room. Come through the back door. Because you Give certainly us, can do that. Right. Give us the perception that you're trying not to be 0-5. Okay? Let us know that you care. Then you're taking selfies, getting twerked on by the, by the young gals. Dude, the co-eds. The co-eds, right. Here's my thing. Again, don't get caught. If your players were doing this, you'd have an issue with it. You even said, you admitted that you told Trevor Lawrence before you drafted him when he said he was going to Vegas for his uh, bachelor party to be careful. For one, he's it's the offseason, Herb. He's not even on your team yet. He can do whatever the hell he wants. But, yes, be careful. But, Herb, Mr. Morals. Mr. Let me tell you how to run your program. Let me show you dysfunction on a, on a coaching staff. Mr. I, I stand behind Tim Tebow because he's, he's of the utmost character. Mr. I, I had killers on my team, and I knew about them killers, allegedly. Um, Herb, you're now going to be out here with these young co-eds on video saying, hey, they just wanted me to go on the dance floor, so I just, uh, you know, some of the fact checkers say y'all have known each other for a while. How about you don't go on a fucking dance floor, Herb? You're you're fifty something years old, man. And maybe he might even be getting close to sixty. You're a fifty something year old man. The fuck you mean? I hate lack of judgment. It's just like, bro, you first of all, when you were Ohio State's coach, we never even saw a video like that. <laughs> so no. and you live you know, there. We, we, we never even seen a video like that for you as a college coach, let alone an 0-4 football team that you've already had a couple boo-boos on the way. It's – I don't know, man. It's If Trevor Lawrence did that, he's, get, he, he's getting called this guy right here, Johnny Menzel. Herb is the Johnny Menzel of NFL coaches right now. He did it at a high level on the college level. But he gets to the big leagues, and he still wants to party like it's college. He wants to go back to his old stomping grounds where they love him, big man on campus, but he, because he can't hack it where he's at right now. Hey, Herb, take take a note from Nick Saban. The guy, you know the reason why you went to the NFL to prove that you're a better coach than Nick Saban? You know what he was doing on the Manning cast? He was in his office in Tuscaloosa at the facility preparing for the next game. And they're Alabama. And you know what? I'm I'm more than confident. Saban could take off half of the season and it would be a 10 win team. He could just he could just call it in. I'd say more than that. If you remember last year, the biggest game of the year, what was thought to be the biggest game of the year, uh, you know, coming into the season, he didn't coach in that uh Georgia game. 
Oh yeah. And he had like COVID. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. So and we got boat raced. They were losing at halftime. Georgia was beating them at halftime, but then Stetson yeah. Bennett happened. Right. So it's just like, and now you're embarrassing your billionaire owner. Again, it's not the fact that you were hanging out with other women. Nobody really cares about that. It's that you're embarrassing your franchise. You're embarrassing yourself. You're doing things that we would chastise a face of the franchise quarterback for. Hell, we would be mad at a receiver if he did that. And receivers can get away with damn near murder. I mean, hey, one of your tight ends did. Um, you, you know, and then Fox. Fox Sports, you bastards. I love Fox Sports, and I very rarely come on here and talk bad about Fox Sports. Because Urban's their guy. Oh, they've been quiet. I mean, quiet. Well, well, they say, you know, they're the type to where, especially because he, right, he is one of their guys, and the thought is if it doesn't work out there, if he doesn't want to coach at least, which, come on, we all you know. know we, we already talked, we about, we already talked about it on here, what we thought was going to happen, and this was two weeks ago. What what we said after the first two weeks, we're like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't see this. This this looks like an experiment that's gone wrong. Uh, it reminds me of Steve Spurrier with the Redskins, uh, or for the politically correct crowd, the Washington Football Team, the team formerly known as the Washington. And the thing about Steve Spurrier, uh, I heard on some podcast this week they were talking about Spurrier, and one of the reasons why he didn't work in the NFL was they were like, hey, Steve, you're golfing too much. <laughs> We're in the middle of the season, dude. You can't go play 36, dog. Yeah. And, and then Steve, like Herb, he's a Florida legend, right? You know, they're legends. These guys can kind of do hurt. whatever they want in these places. They haven't hurt, no. No, and they won't. They won't. They won't. But like I said earlier, um, to kick this thing off, the NFL stands for not for long for a reason. It's not the National Football League. It's the not for long league. And and Pete, we haven't even got into his half ass apology. The fact that he didn't even address the team as a whole. He canceled team meetings because he had to go. He had to go apologize, and he apologized by position groups. And let me see if I can find that the uh, the screenshot of the tweets that uh, I think Mike Silver put out, which were absolutely hilarious. Let me see where those are. Here we go. We got Mike Silver. Thread one. Urban Meyer's situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point, especially in the locker room. One player told me he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. Number two. Players were were particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting as he dealt with the uproar over the videos of him and a young woman getting cozy in that Ohio bar. He even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared, a player said. Instead, Myers, Meyer only apologized to position groups individually. He portrayed the woman in the videos as a random person who was just d- there dancing. Suffice it to say, the audience was highly skeptical. Said one player, we looked at him like WTF. Right when he left, everyone started dying laughing and he knew it. Number five, bottom line, said the player, it's bad. I don't know how he's going to function. Mm. And then Shad Khan just Shad Khan just came out and just gave him the business too. Like, hey, yeah, we don't trust you, dude. You got to earn your trust back. 
Yeah, and you know, Herb, Herb's just—he's just kind of one of those guys at this point that you know that the shoe's gonna drop eventually, and that's everywhere, everywhere. Like, like I kind of said earlier, that's everywhere. What, what, what's, what's, what's next is kind of really what we almost need to speculate. What's going to happen next? Did they get boat raced by the Titans this week? Absolutely. They're going to get boat raced. I mean, like 42. Well, hold on Julio didn't practice and neither did A.J. Brown. And the Jets didn't beat these guys. The Jets. It, it's not going to matter. I think, I, 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 I think. Is the dysfunction that bad to where they basically give up on him? And they like lost they, 19 games in a row. They gave up on him before he got there. They gave up on himself. Home. And they're at home. I wonder how the crowd reception is going to be. It doesn't matter because those 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 Jacksonville Jaguars fans are U.S. fans. So, like, they're probably like, it's all right, Herb. They're like, hell, I, I would be talking to Big too, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, shit, what do you think I do on business trips? Right. And you know, and then Jacksonville, it's not even about the game anywhere. They got a fucking swimming pool in the stadium. You know, multiple oh, swimming pools in their club area. It's kind of crazy. But um I'm scared of that. Yeah. Probably a little and, early. Well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, who knows? Who knows? With with COVID still running rampant. Um, and you know, half COVID. half of society vaccinated, the other half not. Maybe they have it shut down. Who knows? I don't. I don't watch Jacksonville Jaguar games, so I wouldn't know. But I haven't watched the Jacksonville Jaguar game since uh, the I was about to say the last time they were on national TV, but that was Thursday, and I didn't watch that game because I was driving. I'm like, yeah, no, nah. Herb's boys didn't get my eyes. The last full, well, I watched it. I watched it just for betting purposes. Um, the last full real Jaguars game you probably ever watched was the AFC Championship against the Patriots. Yeah, that was it. Is that 26, 2017? Yeah, it was 17. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's 2017. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2017. It was the year, um, after, it was the year after the Super Bowl for us. Yeah, random. Uh, I think we're doing the basketball preview show in like a week. You down? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause okay, I'll give you. Know, the NBA is going to be real juicy this season. I know, man. Like once you said COVID, like I really want to do a little Kyrie piece, but <laughs> I'm we'll gonna hold, hold that the we'll next hold week. Hold it. We'll hold it. We'll hold it. <laughs> last, Eric just said last Jags game I watched, David Garrard was the quarterback. Oh <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's a that's a that's a pretty they're an unwatchable bunch. But I mean, I can say that I know for a fact I watched that that Patriots uh, when they blew the lead think- against the Patriots. I did watch them beat uh, Julian Turner and Nigel Benson's team, the uh, Steelers. I, I had to watch that just because it, I I I it, root it was, for Mike Tomlin, but I I root against the Steelers because of my insufferable Steelers friends, uh, fans that are friends or friends that are fans, whatever. I just tried to say. Yeah, and you, and you know, so I still have a Snapchat, right? And so you know, Snapchat gives you the memories, kind of like I guess, kind of I guess Facebook. I guess they yeah, all I watched your Snapchat memory today, and you were like posting all your foreign excursions and shit. But I also on the same day we played the Steelers, and I went with Julian to that game. And Jew, you know how Jew is. He's he's one of those guys that um, 
He takes pride in the Falcons losing more than he does the Steelers winning, which makes him a closet Falcons fan. Yeah. You it's know, like he's, the extreme he's, homophobe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Falco sexual. I mean, that's what it's <laughs> that's what I would call it. And and, and that, there's nothing wrong with those types. There no, are some people that there are some people that are from the city. You know how when you love dog kind of it's like that Helga Pataki syndrome. You yeah. love talking shit about like something. And then in private, you're like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I remember Helga said like You think you got a Matt Ryan jersey that he sleeps with every night? What you think you got a Matt Ryan jersey that he sleeps with every night? Maybe not a Matt Ryan, but I can tell you he was a big Julio guy. You know, he really he liked a guy like Julio. And I think that he got a little upset that the franchise parted ways with him the way that they did. Uh, and then because they didn't go to the Steelers, it made him a little bit more. So. I, I mean, could you imagine like Julio might turn into a locker room problem if he played for the Steelers? You know. He's pretty much unheard of so far this season. I mean, I know he had that big – the game that they beat Seattle, he had a big game, but he's been relatively um, – I haven't really heard shit about him, to be totally no, honest. And, and even with the Falcons, and maybe because we followed the team and we're fans, but I felt like he was still in the media, like, for good reasons. Like, are they like, well, Julio can't stay healthy. That's why the team's one and two, like, on the national shows. But with the Titans, like, I mean, he's not even – I mean, talk the Titans that. only get national attention if Derrick Henry does something we care about. Yeah, that team, like I said, and hey, that's who Herb's got this week. I'm just, I'm not calling the upset, okay? We'll get to the picks later. I'm not calling an upset, but I'm just saying, I don't think that that team is very good either. And so, and Jackson is at home, and who knows, maybe, maybe Herb actually gets out there and does something he hasn't got to do all year. And that's coach. He's done everything but coach. So maybe he coaches. That's what he's known for. Is he, or is he, is he more like a manager and a motivator? You know what? You're right. And I said this in the group, actually, he's a hell of a, he's a high school recruiter. That's really, (laughs) this guy, he can sniff out some talent. Uh, I mean, I'll give you that. Those Florida teams, loaded. Ohio State teams, loaded. They were well-oiled machines. And since he's left both programs, Ohio State's obviously been still really good. But it was when he left Ohio State, because what, he's only been gone from Ohio State three years, including yeah. the year would make the third year. He hadn't even been gone that long from Ohio State. And I feel like the Justin Fields thing was already in motion. Like even Oh, absolutely. Once – once- Halfway through the year when he was like, hey, I'm not getting burned. Hey, transfer portal. Herb. Well, as soon as Fields, you know, at the moment they called that fourth down play for Fields uh, against Alabama in the middle of the field in the fourth quarter. Talking about that bad, like, fake punt. Yeah, the thing. SEC championship game, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that fake punt that you had the backup quarterback who's the number one recruit out of high school in on. Yeah, that that play. I think the moment that that happened, he might have already been gone, but I think that he really checked out after that one because he probably fucking couldn't believe that Kirby made that call. Who has who has more NFL starts, Uh, Jake Fromm or 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 Fromm? If you're saying him or Fields, it's Fromm. Fromm has more NFL starts than Fields. No, you said NFL. 
Yeah, who has more NFL stars? Yeah, no, Fields. <laughs> and Fields has been in the league four games. I don't even think that Fromm is even uh, third string on the Bills now because we know that Mitch is the backup. I know that Fromm was the backup last year. But I, th- I think they cut him this year. I don't think he's even on the practice squad. Look here, Kirby, I don't want you to become Curb. Because we're over here yeah. crumbling herb right now. We don't want to be kicking the curb. Curb. I think we've let the world know how we feel about Herb. I think he's he's been smoked, crumbled, and smoked enough, man. Uh, where are we at, man? A little week four recap. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of football last week. Uh, you know, we went to the Falcons game, obviously. And then we had like great a – We had a great pregame, everybody. It was – Great pregame. Then we had a – a great, a great after party that kind of like was impromptu. Yeah, you guys, you guys left before the damn wings could get there. You know, and uh, I get it. We had to drive back. I, I understand. I understand. But bro, I didn't, I didn't drive back to Albany. I, I know you went to Carsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to go Wait, to Albany. That fun fact, and I know you probably knew this. Ronnie Brown's from Carsville. Yeah, I grew up watching. I went like watched him a lot when he was in high school. Yeah, they won a they won a uh, state championship his senior year. I'm not surprised. I mean, hell, people forget this. Ronnie Brown was the backup running back to Cadillac Williams at Auburn, and and then they both went in the top five. But Ronnie went second in that draft. Cadillac went fifth to Tampa Bay. Yeah, to Tampa. That, but how crazy is that? And that was the year that they, some people say, got snuffed from the national championship. They. They wouldn't have beat USC. I don't think they would have either, but God damn it, they would have made a hell of a matchup because it would have been interesting to see. Because who did USC played Oklahoma? Oh, man, you're asking me to go way too deep. Pause, pause, I think pause. that they, I think that they, I think it was Oklahoma. I think that was a. Uh, but that was what Matt Liner, Mike Williams, right? Yeah, and obviously Bush. Yeah. Uh, oh, hold on, that's just popped up. All right. Uh, and I want to say that uh, White was the quarterback at Oklahoma because that was the first one. Yeah, that was yep, the first one. Oh three or yeah, oh three, oh four, one of those. Because LSU won, one? LSU won with uh with Nick too, like yeah. the very next year or the year before that. I forgot. I regardless, fun fact. I just I found that out today. I didn't know that Ronnie Brown was from Cars. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. City full of legends. Um, so we watched we watched Tom and Bill. I, I did get to watch that game. Um, and I don't think the Patriots are that good. I think they're well coached, but I don't think they're that good. But I also don't think Tampa's that good either. Um, I think we're giving Tampa a lot of credit because we believe their defense is gonna turn it around because they did last year. Right. But I'm not that confident, especially with the injuries. And, I mean, defense is a year-to-year thing often. And look at Washington's defense. Like, they were a top-five defense last year. They are a bottom, like, two defense this year. Um, Real quick thing, though. uh, Chase Young, I've been telling y'all he was overrated. Um, No no sacks, only two QB hits all year. Chase Young is overrated. He just looks like he's good because he's big, fast, and he has dreads and tattoos. But he's, he's highly overrated. Um, 
but yeah, I, I just think that the Buccaneers are sweet, like I thought at the beginning of the year. Unfortunately, the NFC South is um, bad. It it is. It's it's not just bad. It's uh, it's full of teams that we knew would teeter between one way or the other. But it seems like all the other teams, besides I guess Carolina, but I I think Carolina's had a relatively soft schedule. But um, and that's why Dallas exposed him, you know, by they they really, you know, got in that yeah. ass. And so yeah, like Zeke Zeke turned out from the other time. Yeah, and the Falcons have been on the bad end of obviously because I I sit here now knowing that we should be a two and two football team minimum, and we're not. You know, the Saints are about kind of what we thought they would be. They're a mixed bag. I mean. Yeah, because now we're going to hold that Green Bay win in such high regard because, like, yeah, how the fuck did they steamroll them? The same way that the Steelers beat the Bills. It's a throwaway game. It was week one. It was week one. Week one. It was week one. That That is that really is the best explanation for it. Uh, it was week one. And so, you know, you can't, you can't put too much stock into it, right? Not at all. And, well, we had a – we had a good Monday night game. Who the fuck played on Monday night? I forgot already. Oh, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders and Chargers. Uh, Chargers first test. Uh, I'm not going to say the Raiders first test because they did win Monday night football week one, but it was also week one opening a new stadium with the fans. Right. So um, I, I am tempering how I feel about that win, especially with all of the running back turmoil that that uh, Baltimore had like right before the season started you right. know and Rashad Bateman still not on the field uh Sammy Watkins missed a lot of camp and you know that, that was his first game and it was like uh I, I I think Baltimore's real and I don't think the Raiders are you know what the Raiders are they are a gold they are a gold chain that's plated in cubic zirconia, right? It's not like it's it's still real. It's still they're still real, but though it's not diamond encrusted. It's cubic encrusted. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's 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 it'll get you a pass. You know, I mean, little baby had some fake jewelry not too long ago. It'll get you a pass. They but paid it's a, not. They paid a a, a non fake amount of money for it too. I know, man. But I just I think they're going to be competitive. I think they'll beat some good teams. But I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, I won't be shocked. Yeah, they're, I wouldn't I, be either. I, I wouldn't be either. Um, you know, you got to think about it this way: How many teams? What you get seven on each side, so fourteen teams. So almost getting close to half the league can make the playoffs. Every year it seems like there's, you know, three divisions about that are stacked full of teams, and they just so happen to be in one. Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos. Every team is uh, – I know the Chiefs are 500, but every team, every other team like, division has a winning record. They're all three and one. Everybody the, Vegas, the Vegas favorites to win the Super Bowl are last in their division right now. Right. The, the the favorite to win the whole thing this year is last in the division. And so and we know that that's not going to stay true. No. We know the Broncos were, were a product of playing all the teams that hadn't won coming into 
week four. We knew that that was kind of the thing with them, and that's why I gave you guys that free pick uh, of the Ravens getting the job done. I did. I had no concern. I had no concern over that game. I couldn't believe it, to be totally honest with you. But uh, and Teddy's concussed too. You said who? Oh yeah, Teddy's yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they got Drew, they got Drew Lock and loaded, baby. I liked Drew Lock last year. Uh, cause I thought the year before he showed flashes, he reminds me, and I know a lot of people might not agree with this, but seriously, his upside aspect, and I'm not saying this is how great he can be, but his style of play and when he does get the results he needs, he reminds me of a Brett Favre light. Is that fair? Is it? Um, cannon arm, some uh, super reckless yeah, white boy he, that he is more athletic than you think. Yeah, I, and he's I, a low key, he's a better athlete because he can he can move he can a little. He yeah, can he can like, he's, a, he's a real hooper. Yeah, he can move. So I, I see where you're going with that, but here here's the interesting thing, right? As, as you're talking about this, right? With comps, I think people get way too caught up on the successes of players and not the actual skill set when they start talking comps. Uh, like I was listening to somebody preface a Mac Jones comp saying he plays the game like Tom Brady. But, like, he was like, I'm not saying that he's Tom Brady. I'm not saying he's going to have the success of Tom Brady. I'm like, bro, you shouldn't have to say all of that to say he's he's a take-what-the-defense-gives-you type of quarterback, and Tom Brady has perfected taking-what-the-defense-gives-you um to a T like he's the person who will throw it underneath all game long and he will shred you until you make a mistake and then he'll go over the top right and then you have people like uh, uh the great joy taylor who goes you can't compare anybody to tom brady you can compare skill sets you, you, i mean we're not comparing legacy there there are a lot of things that you can compare we know that a player is a player you know what i mean there's only yeah. one of, of each. There are no players that you can literally be like, oh my God, that's him. Like, like they cloned that nigga and threw him in, you know, some more skin. You know, this isn't a Futurama. Like, no, you're not gonna Elon, Payton, to- Elon Payton have the same parents and they, and they, and, and they play football. Like, nobody totally thinks, right. Nobody compares them. You know what I mean? Aside from the number of Super Bowls they have. That's it. That's, that's the only fair comparison that, they both won two. Peyton went to more, lost I mean, twice as many. You know, I mean, but Peyton on Peyton, Peyton on his way. Peyton, well, but Peyton on his, the way his way to winning those Super Bowls, he beat Tom both times in the AFC. And stop Brady from having like two hands full. So you know what? I'm not mad at the Manning brothers at all. He got on his Bill Russell type shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we will really hate that man. Uh, so here we go. Don't lose the brightest mind in the organization. So I bring up this topic because Kellen Moore is starting to get the head coach buzz going early. And we heard a little bit last year. I think he got one interview. Uh, didn't get a job last offseason. And people were like, Kellen Moore, why don't he get a job? Why He's not ready. Like, Kellen Moore's mic. I remember him being in college, like, while we were in college, like, were you was that the game? I know that you we did the LSU tailgate, but I didn't did tailgate to Boise. I didn't I didn't know that was y'all's freshman year. I didn't know y'all yet. 
LSU was too. That was at the end of the year, I thought. Well, it was at the end of the year. I, I had time to know y'all by then. Right. Well, you're right. Because that was, you're right. That was basically the first week in September. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like you just said, I, I can remember tailgating for a Georgia Boise State football game at the Georgia Dome my first week of college. And now the guy is uh, looking like, you know, the next Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur. Uh, as of now, this year, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, these young whiz kids that just know how to spread out the offense. They know how yeah. to get the distribution. They use multiple running backs. Because if you look at what he's doing right now, they said, hey, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore will be your OC. So we know that Kellen Moore is the play caller. Yeah. They're running Kellen Moore's offense. Yeah. Um, and, 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 right, because they retained him once Garrett was gone because Kellen was already the OC. And how that rarely happens when a coach comes in, especially a coach as tenured and who had the success that, granted, Aaron Rodgers was the majority reason. How often does that happen when a coach gets a job that they don't get to decide the OC? It's different when you're in Dallas. <laughs> We're talking about Jerry. 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 Yeah, Jerry. <laughs> so, you know. so, so, if you look at the way the team is, you got DQ who, who has the defense looking amazing. Um, and we talked about this last week or the week before, but obviously that's not Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's not has nothing to do with that defense. And with us knowing that Mike McCarthy's not running the offense, it goes, well, what is Mike McCarthy actually doing? And sure, he's CEO, blah, 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 who cares? But but we know Kellen Moore's getting massages on, on Saturdays before games and whatnot in the facility. Uh, but we know D, we know that Kellen Moore is going to get the offers. Like Joe Brady and Kellen Moore are going to be the hottest commodities uh, come next season. And what do you do if you're Jerry Jones? Do you say, I'm going to lose my OC, who is the reason my offense is what it is? Or do you no. say, I'm going to lose my head coach who lied to me and said he watched all the film and went and hunkered down in pro football focus and learned how to use analytics, but nothing that he said or done tells me that he knows how to even spell analytics. Uh, so I go, don't do what the Falcons did, even though we made it to the Super Bowl. And no shot at you, DQ. I would rather have Kyle Shanahan as our head coach right now than Arthur Smith. Don't be like the don't be like the uh the Washington football team who had McVay, Shanahan in the building, and then you had to go Jay Gruden. And you know who else was in the building that nobody talks about? Who? LaFleur. Oh uh, LaFleur, and we had him in the building too. I know, but he was he was in that Washington building as well. And you know, and I'll never forgive the Falcons or Dan Quinn for this. LaFleur was the quarterback coach. You go to the Super Bowl. You're going to lose Shanahan. All right, you lose Shanahan. Why wouldn't we just give that man the OC job? Why would you let him get an OC job with the top? You didn't have an OC. You lost your OC. We got This guy knows the offense. He's been under the same tutelage of Mike Shanahan as Gary Kubiak, all these guys. He's been there, too. He knows the offense. But instead, you hire Sark. Tell him to learn the offense. Yeah, you right. You don't even let Sark do his offense. He said, no, 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 no. You're, Arthur and Dan were like, all right, so 
We're going to run this. We got the playbook right here. You need to learn it. Matt and them aren't going to change it. You know, we're going to keep it. Don't mess with the good thing. You know, if the chicken is frying in that grease, um, we we don't need to just check the temperature. We know when it's going to be done. You just you just learn how to know when it's done. We know what temperature to set it at. We know what type of chicken. We know how to batter it. All we're asking you to do is to do the same thing. We've got the cookbook. Fuck hey, your look. recipe. Even though the reason you got this job is because of, of what you're supposed to have been known for beforehand. Right. You're you're like a top-notch chef in, in Asian cuisine, but we want you to uh, do soul food. We have a chef who shows great, who, who's came up through the system. He's a great soul food. He's a good soul food cook. We don't know how great he is because we haven't seen him on the big stage yet. We have him in-house. Hey, LaFuck, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it never made sense to me. Um, I blame Rich McKay for everything. He's still here. He's still here. He's the, he is the... He is the only person, aside from Arthur Blank, of course, that has been here since the Vic days. And I blame him for almost everything <laughs> because he's he's the continuity. He is. And I just, you know, because it's like, okay, he's president now. So he went from GM because he basically, I wouldn't even say stepped down. Moved over? Yeah, he just moved over. He just became another member. You know, he's like a board of directors. You made him a board of directors because that's essentially his role. He's Arthur's advisor. You're going off the fact that his dad was, you know, uh, a, a GM. Like he's been a he's an NFL lifer. He's the head of the competition committee. He has the team. He still makes like a lot of the decisions. Like I feel like he hired. Dimitrov and Smith, and then also hired, decided to keep Dimitrov and hire Quinn, and then now parted ways with them and headed the search for uh, Fontenot. Smith and Fontenot. Right, right. I don't think that Fontenot, Fontenot didn't make the decision to hire Smith, just like I think Fontenot's the call. Fontenot's a pawn. He seems like it. And, you know, I thought that, too, like, you know, City of Atlanta, Falcons fans, and you're like, black GM. Comes from the Saints. That's something that everybody can be like, uh, well, if he was second in command with the Saints, they did a good job of getting out of cap hell. You know what I mean? For those years that they were going, just like the Falcons had gone, you know, eight and eight, seven and nine, like, you know, how we, and then we went four and 12 that last year, but how we were basically a middle-of-the-pack team for the most mm-hmm. part. They're like, okay, this guy can work his magic. Aging quarterback, because Drew Brees even then was still an aging quarterback. You know, Matt's an MVP, just like – even though, Drew, hell, Drew Brees has never been an MVP, but he's a Super Bowl MVP and he's a Super Bowl champ. Maybe that these guys can help us. Arthur Smith turned around Ryan Tannehill's career. I didn't think that Matt Ryan's career needed some turning around. I just think that – we need to get the right pieces in place. I like the idea of hiring that offensive coach. Yes, but here's here's where I knew Fontenot uh, was GM in position uh, and not he's there in title and not actually you know able to be a full GM. When they asked about uh, who has final say on the roster, and he said it's a collaborative e- effort, and I said, oh, that means Rich. 
<laughs> Rich is calling the shit. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not you and Arthur Smith. No, 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 no. It's, no. it's you and Arthur Smith. Y'all send it Arthur up to Rich. And Rich. And, he, and Rich sends it back for edits. <laughs> Rich, right, right, right. Rich, Rich presents to him. Rich presents to Arthur Blank what it is that he wants. And then he goes and tells them, hey, this is what Arthur wants, uh, Coach Smith and, and GM Fontenelle. This is what he wants. He wants this. So from these type of decisions that you guys are ultimately in charge of, this is what we're paying you to do. Make the decision. If you can't get Trevor Lawrence, then we want who's the second highest rated guy on the board, which is Kyle Pitts, in terms of who's the best player available. Essentially, if we're going to draft a quarterback, then we need to get the best one. We're not settling for the second, third, or fourth best option. I don't care how many teams want a quarterback. We're going to take the best player available. We're not basically Matt, – Matt, and they knew that too, that Matt's already here. And arguably and the second be- best quarterback was available at four because the Jets hitched their wagon to Zach Wilson and and the 49ers went high upside, the big developmental project, Trey Lance. It's like, I'm hey. I'm starting him with fantasy this week. I, I like Trey Lance. Hey, I was going to grab him off the waiver wire, uh, and then I wanted to make some other additions to my roster, which my roster shaping out right now because Debo. <laughs> Debo yeah, and, you know, and let me tell you the irony of that trade we made, the fact that those two beat me, basically. And then I didn't start Matt Ryan, of course, but the fact that I gave you 40 points last week to the 13 I think I got out of Gibson. I mean, you know, it happens. And people were mad about the trade, but – they were. You beat me head to head, and literally the people that got traded were the reason behind it. Well, you know, some people, you know, here, 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 here's the thing, Pye. When we, when we start talking this, this fantasy football's talk. Some people are the Browns, you know. You, you, even if it's working, what they're doing, you just can't trust the method. You can't trust their track record. You go, I, look, man, I, I, I see what you're doing, but I just can't buy into it. And then you have some people who are like Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes you're doing it right but you're just not you just you just haven't got the ring yet to validate to the people who who, who, who only count rings that you're doing it right you know right. Uh, like, like our like our Falcons for the most part we are a well-run franchise I'm not saying we're a great franchise but we're well-run they have been the, since the Vic and Petrino fiasco, not to get back into herb because now we're getting into that herb territory. <laughs> um, and that's the theme of the show, guys. It's herb. Herb is the theme of the show. Not yeah. to get back into that territory, but you know, ever since that happened, and I told Justice this, um, because we went back, they did something on Pro Football Talk talking about, you know, college disasters, basically. <laughs> Because uh, they were touching on herb too. Everybody's been touching on herb, and so they talked about it. Of course, Bobby Petrino was the first name that came up, and we actually need to thank Bobby Petrino because without him, I don't think that the Falcons. Maybe they would have fired him anyways. Petrino, maybe. I I don't know because at that point he knew Bobby knew too. Once once Vic went down, we knew that Vic was never going to play a game. Never. Everybody knew. And there was no hope. There was no hope of that. 
But maybe the fact that he was such a fucking sorry coach and a coward and, you know, all this, maybe it doesn't set up Mike Smith coming in. And we knew that we were going to draft a quarterback. And I remember when people used to talk about Joe Flacco, too. Like, they were like, well, the Falcons could trade down. They could get Joe Flacco. Because some people weren't sold on Matt Ryan. And I'll be the first to tell you, as a Matt Ryan apologist, I – I wanted Glenn Dorsey, believe it or not. I don't – there were some quarterbacks in free agency. He tapped out LSU, could, number 72. He went the very next pick to the Chiefs. And I, that was who I thought would realistically – I'm like, we need defense because we did. We were bad on defense and what's new, I guess. But um, I wasn't sold on Matt Ryan. I know that Boston College at one point was ranked number one his senior year. But then I think they ended up losing like four games still that year. And um, I'm trying not to get too far off topic. But oh, yeah, we got to get way, to the picks. We're almost an hour in. Right. And, but, but just to close it out, you know, I didn't even believe in it either. But like I said, we almost got to thank Bobby for that. And because um, it wouldn't have bought the continuity and the success that the Falcons have got to, you know, have from 2008 to 2017, you know, basically a decade of very, like very successful football, you know, maybe in that span, they had two losing seasons. And you know what? We, we, we're even in our bad years, we we've been a watchable TV product. Yeah. They would still put us on Monday night. I remember when we played green Bay once and the Falcons almost came back. Matt threw for like 480 yards. Julio had 200 and something yards. We almost came back on a Monday night against them in the frozen tundra. All right, man. Let's, tra- let's transition to the report card. I was hoping that we would have ma- ma- major parlay here in time because I definitely did not uh, check his grades. Let me see. Hold on. I'll pull it up. We can start with mine, though. Uh, give me one sec. Oh, I know that I went, two, I went two and four in college. Uh, it was a lot of wild stuff that happened in college. Let me see. Well, so I can pinpoint them. We had. We thought Arkansas was was decent, and they got fucking boat raced. Yeah, and that was a big mistake on my end. They definitely got boat raced. Um, but you know, as a Georgia fan, as a Georgia sports fan, we don't expect our team to do that against a team that we think is good. Like we have too much of the Mark Rick stench on us, um, yeah. To 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 be confident that we're going to cover a twenty a twenty plus point spread uh, at home against a another top ten team. Yeah, Rick. You know, hell of a recruiter, kind of like Herb, but never had that success that Herb got because Herb kept getting in Rick's way. Um, and, and it wasn't and just the, him. There would be years where when Spurrier was at South Carolina, we'd oh. lose to them. And Grant, like let me tell you, Lee Spurrier bought respectability to South Carolina. They became a respectable – yeah, I did. But they, they brought, he brought respectability. Um, you know what? Steve Spurrier, he probably deserves to be uh, more heralded for what he was doing at South Carolina now that you look at South Carolina once he left. And, and, and what, since we're talking about Mark Rick for a hot second, here's another problem with Mark Rick. Mark Rick, you know, uh, high character type guy. You know, uh, you know, he he says the same things that Herb says, but I but I think Mark Rick actually 
carried out his high character stuff. And yeah, Mark Rick would, would he got rid of good players like hell. He got rid of Zach Mettenberger uh, for like a weed charge. He got rid of uh, what's the kid's name? He played uh, Nick Marshall. He was a cornerback at Georgia. Or uh, wants to and play. He's, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a he's a national championship quarterback at Auburn. Who beat us? Auburn, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mettenberger yeah, yeah. and Marshall but, beat us. Like like guys, he got rid of beat us, and. And that's the one thing about Mark Rick that bothered me. I'm like, hey, Mark, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you want to run a clean program around here, but uh, we want natties. We want natties, and then we don't want to lose to Boise State at the Georgia Dome in opening week. They're already this. They were good. And give Peterson his credit. Good, good program. They were good. They that run was amazing. I don't think that any. Non-Power 5 has had the success that that Boise era had. Yep. UCF tried, but Frost left. Uh, and Cincinnati's trying under Fickle. Uh, and, and let's give Chris Peterson some flowers while we're at it. Like, he took that to Washington into the Power 5 and has been one of the more competent – had one of the more competent Pac-12 programs. Like, he got them into the playoff. And they yeah. got boat raced, but he got them there. They got, they got there. They got there. Matter of fact, that game was here, too. Uh, when they played Alabama, yeah, when they I got remember the race. That. But uh, here, I got it up. So, all right, yeah, we lost on the Arkansas pick. Um, Texas money line, of course, hit. I wasn't, I wasn't too surprised. I thought that Texas isn't getting the respect that they deserve. Notre Dame wet the bed. Uh, they had an early opportunity in that game. I remember because I was watching, of course, and uh, you know, it makes you wonder. What does Cincinnati do if they go undefeated? I don't think that I want to see them play Georgia or Alabama. But I think they make the playoff because they have the credibility from last year. And, I mean, they, they beat Notre Dame. That's a real win. Uh, unless yeah. Notre Dame shits to bed. Uh, so, I I think they slide in. And that's, I mean, the, it's going to be weird because the Pac-12 blew it by, by Oregon. Oregon getting beat. And then we got we got the Big Ten, which I don't know if they're if everyone's good or if the Big Ten's just down and they're beating up on bad teams. But we got what Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan in the top ten right now. Yeah, well, and you got a big matchup with Penn State and Iowa, a three and a four game. So essentially, a de facto because I don't know what side they're on in the Big Ten, but it'll be. I think I was the only one on the West. So Iowa, even if they drop the game, they're fine. Well, it'll come down to then Penn State and Ohio State because that's who it's going to be. So, so uh, you're not I, giving. I know that Michigan State is look good too. I understand, and Michigan too. Michigan, Michigan's undefeated. No. I know both of them are. Both Michigans are. They're undefeated, and they're both in the top eleven because Michigan, well, Michigan State's, State's the better. Michigan State's the better program, like to date. Yes, but the thought is is that Michigan should be better than Michigan State. I would think so. Uh, and I get it because Michigan State played in the playoff too that one year. And, like, they got boat raced as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, we, we took a tough L there. OSU 13 and a half, easy money. Uh, they they won by, like, 40 against Rutgers. Nobody was that surprised. Texas A&M, now let me tell you about this game against Mississippi State. Texas A&M is so bad. They're so bad. They are so bad. Like Alabama, and you'll get to hear it now on my picks coming up. 
Alabama's going to beat the dog shit out of them. So I won't even explain it just because I guess I'm kind of explaining it now. Jimbo, I don't know what the fuck Jimbo's going to do because pretty soon there's going to be pressure mounting on him too. And it'll be one of those things where Texas A&M's got to think, can we really get a better coach? Is going to be there. That's going to be the toughest thing that they have to ask. So, or are we okay with, you know, every year we're definitely ranked. We always will get, have guys going to the league. They have to make, they're going to have to make a decision because that, that's, that what a, that's what AM is. And once Texas gets to the SEC, AM takes a step back. Sorry. Nobody's growing up in Texas wanting to go to AM. No, UT's first. Uh, and Oklahoma then the second. Are, right. And Oklahoma would be second in that region. Or, or, you know, you're going to be one of those kids that goes to SEC program or something, which now I guess Oklahoma and Texas are SEC program. Exactly. So, like, AM had the advantage when they moved to the SEC. It's like, hey, we're playing against the SEC. You're going to be on ESPN. You're going to play against the best competition. You're not going to play this soft Big 12 football. But now it's like, oh, Texas is here with more money. Jimbo, you know what? Jimbo to Miami. To the Dolphins? Oh, you're saying UM to bring the U back. They'll try to breathe. They'll try to bring the U back because he did because he did because of what he did at Florida State. It goes well. He can recruit Florida. Well, why not USC then? I don't know if that happens this early. The pockets are deep enough. The pockets are deep enough, but Herb is trying to get fired to go to USC. Well, right, and that, then it becomes that kind of thing too, to where well. Herb. I'm not choosing Jimbo he over like Herb. Fruit to me, you know. He he looks like he's dangling fruit to me, and that that could be, you know, that could be the way that they kind of look at it. That he's dangling fruit, you know. But uh, you know, we'll see kind of what happens with it. I think that uh, they've they've got a chance to be one of those programs. Okay, if they get the right coach. All right, shit. Let's tighten up. Let's tighten up. So we went two and four in our college picks. How did how did you do in your NFL picks? NFL. Let's see. Going through it now. NFL. We got. Hold on one second. It's coming up. NFL. God damn it. Maybe I can. I can. Okay. With my six pack, we went uh, four and two, pretty solid record, you know. Considering I went six and zero the week before, and then five and one the week before, so we're you know we're still well above the six 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 winning percentage every week. But Kansas City by seven, I thought that that was a gimme. I didn't understand why people thought that the Eagles were even a solid enough team at home to beat a team that was one and two that needed to win. Dallas money line the. Biggest giveaway against Carolina. We know that that was an overrated 3-0 and team. Now, I was shocked here. This is where I lost one of them, the under in the Dallas-Carolina game. I guess I just didn't expect Carolina to really score points. But I also didn't expect Dallas to essentially put up 36 points in three quarters either. And that's what happened because they went scoreless in the fourth. So, And then Carolina got like two garbage time touchdowns. So that, you know, I that. Yeah. Uh, Ravens money line against Denver. Relatively easy pick. I wasn't drinking Denver's Kool-Aid. Teddy did get hurt, but I don't think that had anything to do with the result of the game. Rams money line, that was the shocker. I can honestly say I did not expect Arizona to go in there and handle them the way that they did. 
And it's certainly set up for now to where we've got to take Arizona seriously. Arizona's got to be taken seriously. And then, of course, the Whopper that I talked about last week. Uh, it, it did me great pleasure in picking it, not only because I really felt good about it, but obviously I love seeing the Saints lose. And so the fact that, you know, the Giants went in there and took care of business, that was the home run pick of the week by far. Because if you had just bet, you know, $100, you got almost $300 on return on that game alone. So four and two. Uh, and like I said, one of those wins being a huge one. I mean, look here, we go four if and just, two. If you don't parlay them and you just set it up and you bet $100 each on each game, you won a lot of money this week still. If we go four and two every week, we're where we need to be. Uh, so on the major parlay, major parlay's picks from last week, he took the Titans to cover. <sighs> He took the now, Raiders. I'll give, him, I'll give him the fairness on that one because he put it up on his Instagram before the game. He said uh-huh. faded. He okay. did say faded, but that was because we found out. I think AJ Brown was definitely out, but then okay. it was Julio announced the day of. Okay, so, so I'll give, I'll give he, he sent his bet in on Thursday, and you know things can change by by Sunday morning. Uh, he exactly. took the Raiders money. He took the Raiders money line. No one's going to blame him for that bet. The game was closer than the score looked, even though the Raiders got dominated. They, they were like one Henry Ruggs deep play from us having the game. Yep. And me losing in fantasy. Um, the Arizona Cardinals money line, he, he took that. He took the Vikes money line over the Cleveland Browns, in which was probably the ugliest game we'll see all year. Oh, by uh, far. He took the Lions money line over the Bears which we all thought the Lions were feisty. But, I mean, the play calling was much better uh, for the Bears, and Justin Fields played a lot better. And then he did take the Cowboys to cover uh, minus four and a half against the Panthers that they did do. So what's that, two and four? Two and four, yeah. Two and four. All right, man. So we're going to take your picks today. Uh, You want to go college or pro first? Let's go college. All right, Parlay Pete's college football six-pack. We got a nice little interesting slate here with the college games, and we're going to make up for that two and four from last week. And, I look, I'm not one to shy away from um, winning and losing on this stuff, but we've got a lot of good stuff, so let's hop into it. So the first thing that jumps out to me is actually a game that starts tomorrow that I really like, and I just I don't know why. But I guess after kind of losing the Oregon game last week, it told me that the Pac-12 is really just in disarray. And I say it's in disarray because Oregon, after beating Ohio State, was supposed to have been that team. That, you know what, maybe they finally sneak in because the Pac-12 is who's been outside of Washington that one year. They're the team that's been kept out of the playoffs every year. Yeah. And games like the one that we saw last Saturday kind of prove it. Arizona State is playing Stanford, and they have this line set at plus 13 for Stanford on the road for tomorrow. Mm-mm, don't I, do that against home. I, I got to ride with Stanford plus, and I'm going to buy the point and a half, plus 14 and a half. I just oh, don't okay, see. Okay, okay, never mind. I don't see Stanford losing by over two touchdowns to Arizona State. Arizona State was impressive against USC. For those that watched the late 1030, you know, games or whatever, UCLA. they were impressive. But I just wasn't, um, yeah, UCLA. 
Uh, I just wasn't – I wasn't that impressed. I, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with Herm. Herm. Herm's a chip off the old one. You know, that's what that's what he is. But uh, Stanford's got that continuity. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the coach, David. Uh, David Shaw. David Shaw has been there since Harbaugh left. So, you know, he had Gerhardt McCaffrey. He coached Luck. He was the OC uh, before Harbaugh left. And the thing is that Stanford does always put out a solid product, you know. Doug Baldwin, uh, or not Doug Baldwin. Yeah, no, Doug Baldwin was a Stanford guy. So was Richard Sherman. So was Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman was a wide receiver with them. Yeah, Dick Sherman. They they do play a a brand of football that he sticks to. And I think that that's that's a coverable spread. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were were saying Stanford was – 13 point favorites on the road. And I was like, oh no, we can't take that against her. No, they're, no, they're 13 point dog, but we're going to buy the point and a half to make it 14. Yeah. Uh, next pick. Now we get into Saturday slate. Give me Michigan state money line at Rutgers. Rutgers is not a good team. Uh, Ohio state kind of proved that because Ohio state had been struggling <laughs> with teams. Uh, and I know that Rutgers is at home and Michigan state's kind of this surprise team. But Mel Tucker, former Georgia defensive coordinator, former NFL defensive coordinator uh, with the Bears last, if I believe correctly. He was with uh, Tressman and them. He's got that thing humming, and uh, he's an alum. Uh, and I think that he's trying to restore the great name that Michigan State football used to be. You know, they used to be a really competitive team for years. Um, and I think that that's back. And I think that that's a relatively easy one, too. Um. Uh, Next one. This is going to be one that a lot of people kind of don't see coming because it's such a low tier game. But I just know uh, Connecticut is playing Massachusetts. These are probably the two worst teams in FBS. Seriously. They might be the two worst teams in Division One, but Connecticut beat Vanderbilt last week, and that doesn't say much. You know, Georgia was up beating them 35 to nothing in the first quarter, but that's Georgia. Massachusetts is really bad, though. They're really bad. And if Connecticut, to me, can beat an SEC school like Vanderbilt, I don't know why they wouldn't beat Massachusetts. Take Connecticut on the money line. I think that that is a relatively layup of a game. I know you're going to be holding yourself the entire game because you're kind of just like, oh, my God, like like it's fucking zero to zero after the first quarter. Like, I don't like this. Take them on the money line. I think that – it's a it's a relatively easy pick um, when it comes to this slate of games for this week. Uh, next game, another one that I think that is going to get overlooked, and a lot of people will be like, eh, you know, whatever. I'm taking TCU money line at Texas Tech. TCU played Texas very well last week. Uh, granted, the game was at TCU, so they had the home field advantage, and this week they're on the road, but TCU. Uh, Patterson, he's kind of gotten over that whole nigga comment that he made. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember that? Do you remember that nigga, <laughs> yes. he, like, the nigga comment? And like everybody was like, what the fuck? And then there people were like, is he going to get fired? Like, you know, I think I called, I think I called for his job. Yeah, they did. Not definitely, definitely. But the players kind of stepped up for him. Like, yeah, I would not. But he, uh, they, they look pretty good against Texas and Texas Tech is really bad. They're a bad football team too. That's a bad football team. 
Have it been the same without Graham Harrell, man. Exactly. I like the Horn Frogs, so give me them on the money line. Um, now we're back to the first quarter bets. And I kind of spoke about this one earlier. Go ahead and slap that thing on Alabama minus six first quarter at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, I can't believe that they were – you know that Texas A&M was ranked number seven two weeks ago, and now they're unranked? Man, you know, these you, preseason rankings are shit, and that's why I want to get rid of them. Do you know Do you know how hard it is to have to fall like that? Yeah, Clemson's still in the top 25, aren't they? I don't – are they? They're, I know they're not, they're not playing this week. They're on by. But they were I know like, they were 25 last week. They barely won. I They might have got kicked out, man. That team, they're not good either. They really aren't good. They aren't good, but Alabama is. And so minus six in the first quarter, relatively easy one to do. Uh, and what are we? We're five in? Yep. All right. And so for the final one, I was teetering, and a lot of people are going to know that I teeter. I was teetering between two things, but I'm going to grow a sack, and we're going to go ahead and just throw down on the one I just have a gut feeling about. We are going to take – Texas on the money line against Oklahoma. I think that Spencer Rattler and Oklahoma have gotten off long enough against teams that, you know, really weren't supposed to be in games with them, and they just kept fucking being games with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I just can't believe it. Red River shootout, uh, college game, they made a big mistake by being at this game. Fuck the rivalry. Go to Iowa, Penn State. It's two top four teams playing each other. I mean, the way you guys have them ranked. You got two top four teams playing each other. I don't know why they wouldn't be at all. I mean, bro, they went they went to Georgia, Arkansas over Bama Ole Miss. But that was a little bit more understandable. Top ten matchup. Ole Miss wasn't in the top ten. I mean, but they got they got arguably the number one quarterback. And, and Arkansas, for what it's worth, Arkansas actually had more they had better wins than Ole Miss. Even if guys, I think Ole Miss like Ole Miss plays Arkansas this weekend. I didn't put it in my picks, but I've got Ole Miss uh, beating Arkansas. But yeah, but you you got Saban versus Lane. You know, it's just a great you know yeah. good media stuff. Speaking and of Lane, Georgia, real, no, I was gonna say, and then the Georgia game was a twelve o'clock game. Yeah, man, that was too early. Yeah, that stadium didn't think it was though. I absolutely not. I mean, the battery didn't think it was either. I was at PBRs and it was it was a nice, decent crowd in there. Yeah, for a twelve o'clock football game. Yeah. All right, man. So let's get to your NFL picks. All right, hold on. We are putting it out there right now. Give me one second. All right. Let's pull that up. I just want to do a random sound effect. Well, and we're not mad at that. Uh, okay. So for the NFL, we got a couple of get back sex moments um, in this 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 six pack. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off with a bang. We're gonna go with the upset pick, and I hope I'm right, but I also hope that I'm wrong. And I say that just because I've got Christian McCaffrey on my fancy team, mm-hmm. and so of course I want him to do well because I've got to get myself out the fucking cellar. That's where I'm headed if I lose this week. I gotta eat. I gotta beat Eric. I got. I gotta fucking beat him. We're gonna take the Philadelphia Eagles on the upset. 
um, at the Carolina Panthers. They got Stephon Gilmore. I don't believe he's not playing this week because um, I think he was already injured anyways. Yeah. He hadn't been playing with England. Um, but I think he'll probably be eligible to come back next week. Carolina, they start 2-0 at home. Philly has now lost three in a row. They put up a good fight for Kansas City, but we knew that Kansas City would pull away. The they didn't punt the whole game either. Yeah, and, and 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 the thing is that Philly's offense certainly isn't Kansas City's, but I just have a gut feeling here that the Eagles finally put together another decent game, and they beat a team that's, for the most part, vastly overrated, in my opinion. And we'll see if we can pull this film up by the end of the season to see if Carolina's a playoff team. I don't believe that they are. Well, the NFL, uh, the NFL world thinks they are because they're like, oh, they went after – they went and got a bump and run Gilmore. They they uh, made the trade the week before. They're telling you that they're ready to win right now. Did you know that the Falcons, Adam Schefter reported this, that the Falcons offered, they were trying to get Stephon Gilmore, but that he basically declined it. I think that Atlanta gave up more capital to get him, and they were going to pay him too, which is weird because we don't really have any cap space. But I guess they had enough to, to make the deal work for him. And I would have loved it because Oliver went out. But regardless, I digress. Uh, next pick, we're going to go with the Raiders' money line. They're back in Sin City, um, and they get the feast on Justin Fields. Not a great defensive effort against Herbert, but my belief is this. Matt Nagy is – him okay. and Urban Meyer are going to fight to see who gets fired first. And we're talking about a team that's 2-2 two and two versus an 0-4 team in Urban Meyer's Jaguars. And the fact that that's even a conversation, it just tells me. Matt Nagy's a liar. This guy came out and said, Andy's our guy. You know, he was doing all this. Then last week, well, if Andy's good to go, we're going to start Andy. All right, we're going to start Fields. Andy's not good to go. Now this week, Andy's good to go. He's going to start Monday, as a backup. Monday, he said yeah. Andy was his guy. And and then he said, yeah, Justin's going to be the star of the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, I, just wanted to I, let everybody know that. I think Ryan Pace – Came and knocked on his door and said, hey, I'm trying to keep my job. Right. You know, he it, what he did is he pulled up a picture and he said, you see this? Say, that's my little girl. He said, she's got to eat. <laughs> and you putting Andy Dalton out there means that she's not going to eat. And so then you that see your little girl right here. You're, you're, you want your little girl to eat? OK. All right. Well, you better fucking act like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to take the Raiders on the money line there against uh, the Bears. Uh, next game, give me Cleveland at the Chargers. They are kind of battle-tested now. And I think that everybody knows how good Cleveland is. Um, they won a hard-fought game against the Vikings. Uh, and I know the Vikings are 1-3 and three too, but that team is better than 1-3, and three, and the Vikings needed that win, and – their defense completely shut down that high-powered offense. The Chargers didn't show me enough. I wish that if they had closed out against the Raiders a little bit better, they obviously did end up closing the game out, but they beat them. The Raiders very well could have come back and won that game. I think that missed field goal really did turn, turn everything around. And of course, the Chargers got a couple of uh, fourth-down conversions that really ended the game, basically. Uh, give me Cleveland. I think that defense travels, and Justin Herbert um, – you know, doesn't see a pass rush like that very often. Give me Cleveland on the money line. Uh, next game, what I essentially believe is a layup. 
We're going to go ahead and take that minus three on the Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Historically, Aaron Rodgers does not do well in Cincinnati. For whatever reason, he's had some pretty bad games there. This team is going to be without Joe Mixon, another one of my fantasy football players that gets to miss. Uh, But they're going to be without Joe Mixon. I think that he is a straw that kind of stirs the drink. And it's not like Green Bay's got this world beater defense or anything, but they're going to pretty much force Joe Mixon to throw the entire game, which has been relatively their strength. But I think it's because the fear of Joe Mixon, that's what the Jaguars tried to shut down last Thursday. Joe Mixon, you know, that's who they were trying to shut down. Uh, And then quickly, let's see, we won one, two, three, four. So we got two more. Uh, I'm going to go out on a whim here and say the Pittsburgh Steelers, sorry asses, finally get a win. Uh, I like them against the Denver Broncos at home. I think that Ben will maybe come out and show a little bit of flash, a little bit of something. Um, they played pretty well against Green Bay. Green Bay's just better than them. No, no shot. Would you start Claypool? Over. I, I'm not starting Claypool. Not over Debo or. You got Keenan Allen and Debo. I wouldn't start yeah. over either of them. Uh, and then I know you started somebody else last week. Was it wasn't Marvin Jones. Jones. I would probably start him over Marvin Jones if if you're running a three wide receiver fantasy team. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start Henry Ruggs. You got Ruggs? Yeah, I went and picked him up off the scrap heap this week. Yeah, I dropped his ass, uh, but. Hey, I got Trey Lance. I I got to figure out because if Matt doesn't really show up against the Jets, I at that point, I mean, I, I'm I'm confident in Carr, but I'm not confident in Carr yet. Well, and I'm down to one to be now. Right, right. And then for the final pick, this one was tough. It was tough to kind of come down to, and just because I haven't touched it in two weeks, and because I hate betting on it. I'm going to I'm going to stay away from it. I'm not going to touch the Falcons game. I'm going to go back to that Green Bay Cincinnati game. I got under 50 and a half in that game. I don't see the points for Cincinnati. I do not see a shootout. Um I see Green Bay kind of coming together and actually having a complete game for once. Um where the defense shows up. They just signed Jalen Smith. Um too bad they didn't get Stephon Gilmore. I know that uh Devontae Adams had sent that message on Instagram and said, text me, bro, you know, and everybody's like, oh, what does that mean? You know, but give me the under 50 and a half. I just don't see uh, how the points come together for Cincinnati without Joe Mixon out there. I don't either. And I, I mean, I like Joe Burrow, but I need Aaron Bleep and Rogers to get off. Well, I uh, need them to score, you know, you need the Aaron's. I need Aaron to get the Aaron's to give me 30. Give me 35 points in, in a 35-7 game. 30. I think that they'll get to 30 against them. I mean, if 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 Herb and the boys could get 21 on the road, I don't know why Green Bay can't get to 30. That's that's way more firepower. Now, and granted, though, and that's why, too, Cincinnati is coming off of what's basically a half a bye week. They're probably going to play a little bit better, you know. Probably, like, but it won't matter. Because unlike Herb, you know, Herb was partying. I'm sure yeah. that uh, Zach Taylor was actually game planning for Green Bay. And I'm sure the guys were watching the game on Sunday together. 
Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow, who who could have went to his old stomping grounds uh, up there in Columbus, was like, "No, nah, I'm going to stay in Cincy, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to uh, watch some film with um with with Jamar Chase and and Tyler Boyd, you know, <laughs> and yeah. T Higgins, you know, yeah." We're, we're going to me and the old line. We're going to look at these defensive schemes and we're going to figure them out so that we can be ready for the game. Absolutely, man. But hey, look, I think we burnt. I think we, we, we burnt enough herb today. We, <laughs> we got some good picks. And um, yeah, I don't have anything else for this show because uh, the game's about to kick off. Well, let's get to kick off. And I hope that everybody gets these picks in. Um. I'm looking to redeem myself. It's certainly in college. I know that we won't do two and four. And like I said, at this point, we're pretty we're pretty steady with the NFL. I feel really good about it. And because I didn't touch the Falcons, I bet I'll regret it. I bet they kick the Jets' ass. I hope they do. Uh, me too. I'll be up early. I'll be at work when that game's on. Shit. I'll be drinking uh, breakfast shots. And for those that want to know what the breakfast shot recipe, ounce of Jameson, half an ounce of butterscotch uh, liqueur, and get you a cup of like a shot of orange juice. And then if you, you know, for this case, because it's early in the morning, you might as well cook your bacon, put your strip of bacon on top. It's like pancakes and bacon with syrup. All right, Pierce. I'll talk to you later, dog. All right.